it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by our five-year anniversary Diesel Zoom party. It's going to be the last week of December for Diesel-level patrons and above. Got to go to patreon.com slash challenge mania and go Diesel for the month of December. Or if you want to purchase a ticket a la carte, you can email challengemaniapodcast at gmail.com. Derek and I are going to invite every cast member we know, and we're going to see who wants to come by and be a surprise guest to reminisce about the first five years of challenge mania that's right hard to believe but we just had our five year anniversary this past weekend we're going to be celebrating all holiday season miami florida on saturday december the 17th tickets available at challenge but join us live on zoom for where from wherever you live wherever you can live in alaska like our guest here today olivia kaiser well she did live in alaska you can live all the way in antarctica you can live in south africa you can live in florida but if you live in florida we want to see you in miami on the 17th either way go to patreon.com slash mania there's tons of reasons to join the pod squad but next month december big reason to go diesel it's the five-year anniversary zoom the last week of december we will be announcing the exact date coming this week next week perhaps for diesel level patrons and above all right you didn't come for me you came for d so on the line right now he's my five-year ride or die mr Derek kaczynski what's up dude yeah man uh thanks for five years scott man i didn't uh I didn't think, I didn't know, I didn't know how long, uh, we were going to make it. Um, but, uh, I got to thank you and we got to thank the patrons for sticking with us all these years. We got to thank, um, you know, the, the people that help us behind the scenes, the comedy clubs, um, all the maniacs, uh, whether, you know, they've, you know, whether they're brand new or, or been here from the beginning. I mean, we, we just appreciate you guys so much. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I feel like as long as there's a story to tell, a challenge story to tell, or, uh, you know, something that pertains to challenge history, um, this is the the right place to go to find that, to find those stories. So, um, sorry, I'm kind of stumbling on my words, but part of me just really feels like, damn, I can't believe we made it this far. I can't believe we made it this long. This is a, this is a huge milestone. Um, I can't believe we're really talking about it today. I, like yesterday, I was all caught up trying to make a a post and 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 thank everybody. I was just like kind of shocked, kind of stunned that today's the day. Obviously, we're going to celebrate in Miami, but the fact that it just came around the corner after the Thanksgiving—I mean, it, it, it. I haven't. I feel like I haven't really. It hasn't really sunk in, you know. Like for me and you, like 
we get the interviews, we go to the, you know, to the challenge, to the, to the lives. And we kind of, it's, it's like, we do it every day. You know, the fact that we're, we got here today. Um, I, I don't know if it's really sunk in yet. You know what I mean? I, I really don't know. Yeah. And you know, we, we said it in our posts. If you haven't seen, we got posts up at Derek MTV on Instagram, on Twitter, at Scott of Jaeger on Twitter, which Twitter's still here. A lot of people thought Twitter would be gone by now. Twitter's still here at shot of Jaeger on Twitter at Scott of Jaeger on Instagram. If you want to find me facebook.com slash challenge mania podcast. We also, I threw up a post in the uh, challenge fans, Facebook group. And of course, patreon.com slash challenge mania had to go and say thank you to everybody and there's too many names individually to thank although i do want to shout out craig marrier for giving challenge mania this great look over the years from our merch to our flyers to our to our posters and everything like that and all the great guests we've had at the live shows on the podcast some people have come on you know 10 times you know the zooms all that good stuff i mean the fact that you know again you know we uh we love every single person who's ever listened to challenge mania once or twice but the people who have been listening since episode one we thank you for sticking with us hopefully we got a little bit better um you know and then the people who stuck with us on patreon i mean patreon's the reason we got to give this thing a chance why this thing got extended as far as the opportunity to to bring in the live shows and all this stuff and then look, this thing affected us all in 2020, bleeding into 2021 and still dealing with in 2022. Um, for those of you guys who stuck with us during the pandemic, supported us remotely, whether it was listening to the podcast, coming on the Zooms. I know a lot of us, you know, had had very little to do and to, uh, you know, to enjoy during that time period. So coming and, and enjoying costume parties with us and watch alongs from afar on Zoom and all the cast members that were, you know, generous with their time during that, keeping us afloat during that. You know, I think part of the reason this quote unquote, this five years has quote unquote flown by, you know, it's sad to say, but it is kind of that year and a half in the middle there where we were kind of, you know, not on hold, not on pause. Cause we were pumping out the podcast left and right. We were doing the zooms. We were finding ways to connect with you guys remotely, but obviously I had to put the live shows on hold. Um, the challenge, you know, took a little bit of layoff, but then came back out the gate with all stars and things like that. I feel like the pandemic there in the middle is kind of like the Thanos snap in, in Avengers where some of these people were gone for five years. Then all of a sudden they come back to high school and they're Spider-Man again. I feel like that's the reason this five years kind of flew by is that I was, and I realized this when I was looking through my photos, D is that I'm looking through like my, my favorites in my, my photo album to kind of post all these great photos that we have from like times we got together and the parties and the live shows and this and that. And there is kind of a lengthy gap where you go from photos to screenshots where, you know, we go from us on stage with all these people in Austin and in Chicago and, and uh, you know, Denver and this and that. And then the next batch of photos is like us mm. on zoom with people and wearing, you know, funny hats on zoom and this and that. And that goes for like a year and a half. Cool. Then we come back in Chicago and in September, 2021, we've hit the ground running ever since. And that's what got us to five years was you guys sticking with us through thick and thin, mainly me thick and mainly Derek thin, but you get the point. And, uh, and, you know, without having you guys supporting us one way or another, whether it be listening whether it being on Patreon, whether it be telling a friend, signing up for the Facebook, doing whatever you've done over the past five years. It took every little bit and ounce of that uh, to get us here today where we're still going, still as strong as ever, uh, ready to hit the ground running for 2023. Yeah, we really kind of did it all there uh, as far as like interactive meet and greets, whether it was via Zoom, whether it was us, you know, breaking down old seasons um, or, you know, finally getting, you know, the challenge when your lives going again after, after two years of, uh, COVID, um, I mean, we, we have gone nonstop Scott for, for about five years. And, um, you know, I, I, it's just, uh, the fact that people continue to support us 
and you know they're 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 here with us you know through you know the ups and the downs man it's just uh you know me, means the world to me so uh hopefully we can go for five more years Scott. yeah and you know i i i you said it i'd love to keep going for five more years we're not going to stop anytime soon you know what's ironic it's funny it's like it's not funny obviously you know the pandemic is something you don't want to talk about lightly but during the pandemic, especially during that first half of it, you saw a lot of people scrambling for new things that they could do or were willing to do or logistically could pull off, given obviously needing to social distance and this and that. And you had a lot of people who are movie stars, musicians, th- this, that, and the other thing, start podcasts because podcasting was one of the few safe things to do remotely from your home. And we were, we had lucked out that our business was already podcasting. Um, and obviously such a, such a fun part of our business is something we enjoy doing so much. The live shows, the idea of being able to kind of pivot and do that remotely online with the zooms, like we were already set up in the sense that we were already doing kind of a, you know, a, uh, I don't want to call it pandemic proof, but a pandemic safe occupation in podcasting. You have all these podcasts that got started during the pandemic by very famous movie stars that would probably much rather be on a Broadway stage or on a film set, but instead they've got to grab a microphone and start a podcast. And some of these podcasts that are now alive and well, and some of the biggest podcasts in the world uh, were started, I think based on the, the sheer kind of boredom and needing to evolve during that, that group of time. So ironically so the fact that we were already had a head start uh was 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 great and 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 you know the other thing is that you guys the fact that that you guys were so open to the idea of getting together once a month sometimes twice twice a month on zoom um and of course some of you guys that must feel like it pales in comparison to getting to come to vegas and do uh your karaoke with mark long or coming to new york and do a dance contest with with tina and sylvia or you know coming to to san francisco and getting to hang out with abe and and kahuta and all that stuff and to then have to only do it online must feel like it pales in comparison but what it did also allow during that year and a half was our ability to connect with so many people that we had yet to meet in person. And there are so many people now that I recognize their face when I do meet them because the first eight times I ever saw them was on zoom during that period of time. And so it allowed us to kind of broaden our reach, not just with the podcast, which we already obviously had, but visually to get to know people a lot more. There were some people we saw in Boston uh, that had been, it seemed like, I, you know, Jose Suazo uh, and Jennifer Cleary, I felt like I had met 30 times because I had met them on Zoom so many yeah. damn times. But that was the first time we ever met was in October 2022. So, uh, you know, so interesting that 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 is such a part of our story and hopefully something we don't have to go back to. But in tribute to that, we are going to go back to Zoom to celebrate our five-year anniversary because, of course, we're going to do it live in Miami. We're going to do a little celebrating this Saturday in Vegas for the for the holiday hangover. But, you know, we can't not go back to Zoom, which was such a big part of our story there, and do a Challenge Mania five-year celebration to look back. And so what we're going to do is we're going to get text and we're going to invite every cast member we know we're going to see who has some time to uh, hang out with us we're still locking in the date but it's going to be the week of the 26th so right after christmas um it's going to be either probably the uh the 27th 28th or 29th head to patreon.com slash challenge mania go diesel for the month of december i can tell you i'm also going to be putting tickets on sale for something in december so you get access to the diesel ticket uh pre-sale for that is another reason to go diesel but if you want to purchase a lot i know it's the holiday season we got a secret santa by the way over there for patrons that's expiring uh this week so if you want to sign up for that go ahead and do that um 
But if you want to just get somebody a gift, a nice gift might be an invite to this Challenge Mania Zoom. Because I have a feeling that when we say, hey, you want to come out and celebrate our five-year anniversary with us, we're going to have some fun names in the house. We're not going to announce any of them. They're all going to be surprises. We'll have quite a few drop-ins as we did for the Hall of Fame Zoom for our Diesel Level Zoom this coming month in December. So it's going to be a good time. But, I mean, what I, I can't think of a more fitting way to celebrate our five-year anniversary on the podcast. And, and who knows, maybe we'll do another episode where all we do is kind of talk anniversary stuff and looking back. But with someone who is not a five-year veteran of Challenge Mania, someone who has not been on the challenge ever before, <laughs> but no, something that has constantly been a, a part of this podcast is not just having the Johnny Bananas and the Anisas back on the show and having Mark Long on for the 10th time and having people like that, but having the new influx of Challenge Lifeblood, you know, finding those, those Joshes and those Kyles and those Caseys and those new faces of the show there's always a first time that those people come on and today this is the first time that we're going to be joined by miss olivia kaiser uh we encourage you guys if you enjoy her on the show to hit her up on twitter she is at olivia kaiser xo and i'd be remiss if i didn't give her instagram as well which is also uh, which is olivia ann kaiser olivia a-n-n kaiser on instagram if you want to follow her and if you want to let her know you heard her on challenge mania so what have you thought of olivia on ride or dies so far we break it down every week ride along podcast at patreon.com slash challenge mania if you want to sample one of those email challenge mania podcast at gmail.com but you know if you listen to that show that we've been pretty high on Horacio and miss olivia she's going to be joining us in philly on february 25th but uh how excited are you to be joined by olivia here on the podcast today yeah pretty cool I, you know i've been comparing her to uh emmy from uh, a couple seasons ago um as far as being this you know, female rookie standout, you know, already won a couple eliminations. As you know, Emmy goes on to, I believe, you know, win four eliminations and make it to the final. So we'll see if, if, uh, if Olivia uh, has, you know, similar attributes by the end of the season. Um, but uh, in the meantime, let's celebrate all, uh, all month. Like we're going to do, we're already there. Celebrate our five years. If you're like Scott and you start scrolling through your pictures and you've had a challenge mania moment, make sure you tag me, make sure you tag Scott and we'll, we'll repost and we'll continue the celebration, this five-year celebration together. I know you got pictures. Um, if you come across them, uh, please tag me. Uh, it's been a, it's been a fu- fun five years. And, yeah, uh, shouts, yeah, to, to, shouts to everybody who's helped out with Challenge Mania, whether it be uh, the podcast. I remember early with the podcast, we had people helping out. Daniel Robitaille was doing uh, quotes and, and writing up press releases for us and things like that. Uh, we've obviously had Craig Marrier doing the arts since day one. We've had handful of people who have come and help out at either one show to almost every single show. You guys know who you are. I don't want to start naming people in case I leave somebody out, but I'll try. B. Floyd, Ethan, uh, we got uh, Hugh Tech, obviously, Al, obviously, Mike, Bill. Uh, we've got, of course, uh, Nicole, Flory. Uh, we, you know, I'm not even talking about your Nicole. My Lindsay, obviously, who their love and support has been great. They're putting up with all our nonsense over the years. Lindsay helping out with the podcast, doing uh, Survivor Mania with me, things like that. Um, and again, I feel awful listing names, and yeah. then I forget so-and-so yeah. and so-and-so, and, so, and they get all mad. 
It's you hard. You probably just shouldn't have mentioned the names. You should have just stopped it. I'm not. Oh, Lauren Harris, who's been coming out, taking photos with us, part of the Challenge Mania squad. Um, we love and appreciate all you guys. And uh, and thank you guys so much. And also, uh, you know, Nikki Simonetti Davis. Also, all you guys who supported us from day one, uh, Tyrone. All you guys who come out, Mary, Greg, all you guys who've been helping out doing your Facebook pages, showing all your enthusiasm, buying every bit of merch. There are some of you guys, I can't list you all, who every single time we post a poster or a sticker or anything like that, you're copping it. You guys know who you are. Um, all our diesel-level patrons, savage-level patrons. Paul Butler, can't forget my man Paul Butler, uh, who's done so much for the podcast. Everybody, if I didn't name you, it's not because I don't know that you are the shit. We love you so much. Uh, I just don't have a list in front of me. Uh, thank you all so much. Some of you guys have been to 20, 30 shows. Uh, and all you guys who have been listening since day one, who's, you know, I, again, some of the names who popped up on the Twitter feed, you know, like my man, uh, Derek Paul from West Virginia, who never writes in, you know, he's not at the shows, this and that. But I, he was like, I've been here from day one. I'm like, I remember the fuck out of this guy. I remember him doing the costume contest early on, dressing up with Johnny Banana his backpack um so things like that and look we, we always try to to shout you guys out as much as possible uh if i didn't dko just, uh, he started dko yeah. i think he came up with the dko nickname <laughs> which you can still grab that swag at challengemania.shop um but uh you know michelle lopez anya all you guys we love you guys thank you guys so much tracy of course um kahada enthusiast and again I, i'm not naming people because i want to leave anybody out i'm just as names are coming to my head i'm just blurting them out but uh, i'm sure i'm going to get a text from somebody saying you I'm, forgot so and so i'm not so i'm not naming any names because he's not naming any names yeah but up. no but but i do know people appreciate getting their name shouted out on the podcast especially a five-year anniversary podcast dave woods i see you brother uh uh trevor mcdonald thank you guys jared of course Thank you guys so much uh, for all your love and support. We really appreciate it. everybody. Every single person who's ever listened to one minute of Challenge Mania, even if you then went to Reddit and posted a thing that said, man, these guys suck. We appreciate you because somebody found out about Challenge Mania because of your post. Yeah. All right, let's get to post, Olivia. She doesn't post, suck. Post those Challenge Mania moments. Yes, tag us. Yes, yes, yes. Tag us. We appreciate you guys. Uh, and uh, let's get to Miss Olivia Kaiser. Here we go. <laughs> Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Joining us on Challenge Mania this week, we are delighted to be joined by one of the standout rookies on this season of the Challenge Season 38, Ride or Dies, and someone who will be joining us live in Philly at Helium Comedy Club on Saturday, February the 25th. You know her, of course, as the partner of Mr. Horacio. We're talking to Olivia Kaiser here. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Olivia, nice to meet you. Um, I I went in and looked you up uh and I, you know the stalker brief, stalker alert stalker <laughs> alert the no I, I we need all the stories that that's all we need I'm all gonna the say. we need all the yeah basically like exactly how you were on this last episode of rider dies um is just basically you sipping on on tea watching all of the <laughs> mayhem happen around you because yep. you get one day off you have literally finally, you have finally gotten one day off, which also equals the only screen time that Olivia is going to get on this on this uh, episode is her sipping tea and laughing at people do a two hour elimination in the cold. Happy as a clam that it's not her. Um, yep. <laughs> I, I can't wait to get into your mind and what you're you're seeing. But um, the little information that we that I was able to dig up, and now I'm not the best researcher either, is that you come from Anchorage, Alaska, and that you actually won Big Brother. I don't think we've ever had, or people even know Big Brother, Big Brother that you no. won Love Island. The Love yes. Island, yeah, uh, yeah. He's not the best at research or <laughs> or regurgitating that research into Listen, correct form. Big Brother, Survivor, Love Island. <laughs> They, right. they all fall in one spot now. Just kidding. Just kidding. You're all they, they kind of do. <laughs> Love is a scary game. Okay. You have to survive. So you won Love Island. Is that because Alaska is in fact, well, is, is it Alaska an island or am I an idiot? You're an idiot. No, it's attached, well? to, it's attached to Canada, but it is not attached to the U.S. Wait, no. it's attached to Canada, but we own it. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's actually, and Alaska is also half the size of the United States. Wow. No, and oh. there's a trivia question ever saying, what's the biggest state? It's Alaska. Oh, damn. Yep. Juno. Um, that's my that's my Alaska joke. June, because that's capital of Alaska. <laughs> it and is. And ironically, you do not know, D, neither do I. Um, okay, so so Love Island season, which season were you on? Three. Yes. Three. Yes. Okay. 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 Wikipedia uh, over here. I'm Kudo. saying we got. Yeah, to get to I was on Love Island season three, so we actually just filmed last summer. Um, and then yeah, I ended up winning. How it works is not only do the people on the show vote for you to stay or vote for you know at least top three, top four, top whatever, but America, it's it's it actually airs five to six days a week, so it's all live. Um. And America votes for who they think is finding a connection or finding love. Um, it just turns out that America, I think, just liked me by myself. Um, and so I made it far because I didn't have a connection with anyone on the show until like maybe the last two weeks because I just couldn't stand any of the guys. Like I like them as friends, but I'm like, there's no way I'm going to date these guys. Like, no. And so, um, like I said, as friends are cool, but I just was looking for something different. Um, and so, yeah, America just kept me around and they kept voting me in the top. And I was like the only person single. And it was an interesting ride. 
So what you're saying is you basically played all the guys, uh, <laughs> all 16 or 17 of them, uh, kind of like you're playing Nelson right now in the challenge. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just Listen, kidding. No, it's I'll a, play ball. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know what? I, I do think that Love Island was the perfect show for me, even though would I do it again? I don't think so, but I'm grateful for it. Um, I'm just a lover. Like I just like, I love like connecting with people and you know, it just turns out that guys like to connect with me too sometimes. And I'm a flirt and I get myself into trouble, you know? So, so who was on I that season? Help, with I you? can't help that these men be falling in love. Anyone yeah. from that season that we would know from the challenge or otherwise. Um, uh wait like, did anyone go <laughs> I, on, on to hold on, was I, that I was that Cinco's more. was that Cinco's season oh that was Cinco's season yeah of Love Island yeah no me and Cinco are homies we're, we're homies yeah so we so <laughs> so so I got another tidbit of information that my that my terrible research my level two out of ten research had found out was that actually you were an alternate on the challenge USA Yes, I was. I was an alternate on the Challenge USA. I was in Argentina, flew out. Um, and it was actually not a bad gig, to be honest. They let us like, I don't know if this is a lot. I mean, listen, whatever. They let us like go around the city. And like, I think they knew we were not going to be on the show. So like, we like kind of just partied the whole time. So it was a fun time. Um, but obviously, I was like, a little bit, you know, upset about not making the show because I was like damn like how come I'm not and I'm like I feel like I was like made for it because although I am really girly and I joke around you know I have like I guess a persona I I actually like I'm from Alaska like I grew up in the sticks like I grew up rough and I I wanted to be able to show another side of me that people didn't see on Love Island because obviously on Love Island I did win almost every challenge but they were all like strip tease and makeout challenges so a little different you know <laughs> Yeah, no, do tell. Um, so <laughs> no, but like growing up in Alaska. So how old? How long? Because now you now you live in Arizona, I I believe, right? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. How long did you live in Alaska? Um, yeah. How so long have you been in Arizona? I actually was born and raised in Alaska, like my whole life. So I think um, people thought I was just born there and I moved to Arizona, but I actually was born and raised. My whole family's up there. Um, I moved here when I was 22, uh, just 30 this summer. So yeah, I lived here for, you know, eight years or so. And, um, I go back home every summer because I do own my own business as well. So I have a business up there and a business in Arizona. So I travel back and forth. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love Arizona to be honest with you, but there's something about being from Alaska, like just born and raised. I mean, I guess it's like maybe even the Midwest, just something about being I don't know, in a small town that just, you get, you get brought up a little different, you know? Um, so, what's I, the business? Uh, I tattoo permanent cosmetics. So I tattoo faces for a living. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. You tattoo faces? Yes. So like, like Mike I, Tyson style or what? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, no. So if you guys ever have like a girlfriend or wife or whatever that gets like microblading or like permanent makeup, it's basically a permanent tattoo that if you go swimming, your eyebrows stay on, your lips stay on and your eyeliner stays on. And sometimes I'll tattoo faux freckles as well. So it just depends what, you know, what the people want. Yeah. I've, I, I've seen I that work. Yeah. I actually work on people that have like alopecia. So people that 
don't have hair and also people that are breast cancer survivors um, that don't have nipples anymore. I'll tattoo nipples on their, on their boobs. So yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's a definitely a cosmetic procedure, but it's also, it's for, you know, I guess self-confidence as well. So. Um, I know only one other person, uh, that is from Alaska and Mm -hmm. she's pretty damn awesome. Uh, it is yes. Yeah. Uh, all-stars one winner. Yes. Um, challenge all-stars one winner. Yes. His wife is actually from Alaska and, uh, apparently she's pretty cool too, but I'm curious if it's such a big, um, state, like, I I wonder how, like, is it, is it like, um, is there a lot of land, like a lot of like land that's not being used? Like, is it big in state, small in population? Yeah. I think the population is like, uh, it's changed now, but I want to say like, 10 years ago when I was in college, um, they said so the population was like 300, 300 or no, 275,000 just in Anchorage. But otherwise there's only like, you know, 10,000 to 15,000 people per village. Um, so, I mean, that's crazy because Arizona, it's like, I think 3 million in Phoenix alone. So it's definitely a small population, but, um, yeah, I mean, I live in this, I live in the big city. So, Yes, it seems busy, but it's really not. Um, if you go outside, like you can do, drive 15 minutes and then it's just like rural Alaska, like just bushes and forests and crazy hikes, and, you know, all that good stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely not populated. <laughs> Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Let's talk yeah. about this challenge journey that starts with, I think you, you mentioned that you were almost on the Challenge USA, correct? Yeah. So, yeah, I was an alternate. Did not make the show. But I actually was an alternate for the Challenge MTV as well. Yeah. Let's go all the way back. Yeah, yeah. Give us the first call you get. So, so you did, you did, um, uh, 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 Love Island last year. How old were you? Twenty eight. Is that what you said? Twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eight. Twenty eight. So, what? Like, um, is this your first TV gig? Is this the? Yeah, yeah. It was my first uh, show. I accidentally slipped and fell into it. I guess and. I was like, am I really doing this? Okay, here we go. And then from there, it's just been crazy, honestly. So did they just like dig you up or did you try out? Did you like put out an audition? Because, you know, times have, times have changed. Um, right. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, like before, like when I when I tried out for real world road rules, 
back mm-hmm. in 2003 something 2004 um i think that's what it was um <laughs> let me think yeah i think that's what it was um like we went to a casting call had to wait in line with like waiting like a three four hour line uh get up in a room with uh 10 other people who we didn't know talk about some shit in front of like you know casting producers then get called back, do another interview in front of these producers, get it all filmed. Uh, and then it probably it's probably like a six month process to actually get on the show and conduct interviews, send in home videos um, and stuff like that. Nowadays with yeah. Instagram and stuff, it's like it's completely changed. So I'm just wondering, did they just kind of like find <laughs> you on Instagram or did you actually send out applications? Yeah, no, I'm, I actually was scouted from Instagram, but I didn't have a following at all. I think I had 2000 followers. So they literally randomly found me and I was like, is this like a scam? Because it was some, Uh and I was like, okay, whatever. And I actually just broke up with my boyfriend of, um, four years. So I was like, oh my God, maybe this is fate. Maybe God's rewarding me for like dating the worst person ever. Like maybe I'll find, you know, the love of my life. And I, asked my sister because I didn't know what Love Island was. I didn't watch reality TV because I was just, I've always just been super focused on being an entrepreneur. Like I never watched TV. I was just always in the salons working. So I was like, should I do this? And she's like, yes, you, you have to, you're perfect for it. And I was like, okay. So I got on a call and it was actually, they were filming in two weeks. I was, a, I was like a random person. I guess they were, were like, wait, this girl fits in. I think we need to bring her. So I literally found out I was on the show and two days later flew out to Hawaii for filming. Yeah. It, and, and like, you can only imagine like how sketchy it, it must feel like for the people oh, that are God, listening. I was like, yeah. yeah. I was I'm going to go to Hawaii <laughs> and like get abducted or something. What is happening? Well, it was, it was wild. Well, even like to, to believe that, you know, cause like, let's be honest, like 2000 followers to, yeah. you know, what they can, what they can choose from is like, you would think that they're, that they're going out and looking for someone that already has a hundred thousand followers, but here you are just, you know, just a normal person living your normal life. Someone literally asks you if you want to be on the biggest TV show yeah. in America. And you're like, wait a minute, this can't be real. Like, <laughs> right. Um, and like, I was 28, but like, that's still like old for Love Island. Like, I mean, I think the cutoff for Love Island's 30. Um, otherwise, like, this is also a huge reason why I went on the show and was a little discouraged at first because all the guys were like 23, 24. And I was like, Oh my God, what am I doing here? Like, I was like, I came here to find like a connection and like love. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get it from these boys, but like I said, good friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we interviewed someone that did love Island, Germany, <laughs> Scott, correct me if I'm wrong. Did Tracy win that love Island, uh, love Island, Germany? Was she a winner? Tracy Candela. Yeah. I'm win? not sure. She I'm not, I'm not the, really she sure. She was on the challenge for like. Wait, so you like were almost she, you, you were almost on Spies, Lies, and Allies? Olivia, the first one you got called oh. for? No. Uh-uh. No, what, was was the fir- what, what was the first one that you were called for so, before the Challenge USA? Um, No, I wasn't called for any. So you were saying, no, but you, didn't you say that you were you were an alternate for the, the challenge? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was an alternate for this season. Oh, got it. So you went alternate, then alternate for season yeah. USA, didn't That's go on why, that, and then you became an alternate for this. 
I mean, then you came no, out okay. so, cast member for this. No, I was alternate for USA Challenge, and I was an alternate for um, Ride or Dies as well. And that's why you see us coming in the episode late because Casey and Kenny left the game, and so did oh. someone else. I forget who, uh, Anissa and her partner. So, so we literally got brought in as alternates, and so we almost didn't make this show, which is crazy to me now. Yeah, hold on, we're getting there, Scott. Hold on, yeah. I need to find out what happened to her and her man that won the damn show of Love Island season three, because that's what I was trying to say is like, oh when, my Tra- gosh. when Tracy came on, she did not want to talk about this guy. She yep, was like, they- can you guys take this out? Actually, I was like, you didn't even, you just said you don't talk. Like, that was it. Like, I, you know, I didn't like argue with you. We're like, all right, Scott, take it out. But it yeah. was- Sorry, go ahead. I mean, listen, I think that it's same for me, but I don't, I don't care. I'll talk about it freely, honestly, because listen, if you're putting yourself on TV, get used to being talked about. That's what I feel. So I do not talk to him. Um, I do think that the girl, most girls on reality TV, I would say excluding the challenge. Um, no, sorry. Most, most guys on reality TV, other than the challenge, the guys, the challenge I met are like actual so far that I can pick up. on and have like show real people if people i don't know the people that i've met from other reality shows the guys are not it like their tv shows are fire they're awesome they're fun their personalities are amazing um so that's why i think that girls that win or on dating shows don't like to talk about the guys because they don't want to give them any more attention or clout because they don't deserve it you know but I did not talk to my guy. Um, we had a falling out and he just like turned out to be exactly like he said, he like every other guy basically that I was worried about. Um, and yeah, he just, you know, no one likes a liar or a cheater. <laughs> wow. And, and for the record, like, I, I just don't think just my observation, I hope no one gets pissed off at me about this. Who's in a relationship, <laughs> but um, I, I just don't think that, two people and that have been on a reality TV show met on a reality TV show will ever completely make it. Like I just feel, and and granted there are some diamonds in the rough. Don't get me wrong. There are some longer lasting relationships that have happened, but I just don't feel like the, the way we are is it it works. You know, like I just don't think the way we are, the way Mm -hmm. we're picked into this world that it, it's supposed to, that it's going to work. I just think that the personalities are usually too strong. And I just think that they, that they're going to clash and something's just going to happen. Like it'll never, never last. Yeah. And I feel like also like when your first reality show is almost a stepping stone, whether you know it or not, I didn't, I truly like went on with the intentions of like finding a connection and like that being it. I never thought that it would lead to other shows. I just didn't know it worked like that. And so I think a lot of people do know it works like that. And so they use it as a stepping stone to maybe further their career and whatever they want to do, whether it's another show or acting or singing, whatever they're, whatever they want to do. Um, and so the relationship kind of gets pushed to the wayside, but I also think that, I don't know, the, I'm telling you, like the guys are just the guy, I don't know. Any guy that goes on a love show does not want love. Let's be honest. Like, I don't know, like you're getting a lot of attention after the show too. And it's, you know, it's a tempting world we live in. And it's also like more tempting when you only have maybe had a connection with this person for a week or two, you know? So it's like, why am I going to be loyal to you when I've known you for one week? Like, and then you leave the show 
and you're like, oh my God, I can't stand you. <laughs> you're so different or you're annoying. Or you were like my crutch to get me through, you know, filming six days, seven days a week. And I don't like you at all. <laughs> Damn. So, <laughs> Damn, Nelson. Just kidding. Uh, oh, no. No, 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 Guy. I'm just kidding. I know. I know. I just bust the balls. Uh, just cause he, he, he said, I, I want to, when we asked him about you on the podcast a couple weeks ago, he was like, I don't really want to touch that right now. She's a lovely person. Don't want to touch it. Um, yeah. and then, it, yeah, that's all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Scott, let's get to the challenge. Let's, um, you know, Horacio. We, so yeah, walk us through your, your, well, yeah, obviously, we, obviously, this has been a theme right. since we've, since we've, since we've been coming acquainted with, with both the newer cast members, but also returning cast members. And there may be newer partners, the level of the ride and the level of the die, um, talk about you and Horacio and any history you had going into this and how you guys were, were paired, um, and what you think went into that. Yeah. So, I mean, me and Horacio, we met in 2014, at the club and it's funny because he's not he doesn't drink alcohol at all I didn't know this I'm I'm a party girl I'm crazy like I will say that like I everyone on the show knows how I am because I would always be like oh I don't care if I'm going into elimination we are turning up because I'm not having a day wasted here I'm enjoying every second so I w- I'm like wild and so I met him at the club I was like dancing on tables I saw him I was like oh my god he's so cute and he was with a ton of his soccer friends so I was like, I'm going to definitely go over there. So I went over there and I was like crazy. And I think he was just like, whoa, what is this girl like doing? What is she on? Who is she? And we kind of just stayed connected there via just like social media. Um, and then he actually came back and went to GCU for college. So we like hung out a couple of times here and there, literally only as friends. Um, and that we stayed in connect. We stayed connected. And then um, we started, I just started doing Spartan races. And I saw that he was doing them. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do these. So we started running them together um, with a couple other friends, obviously as well. But yeah, I mean, when it comes down to ride or die, I do think there is a weird balance with different couples on the show. I personally don't have any guy friends really in my life because they, everyone, always, I don't know, they always make it. It's hard having guy friends for me because I feel like they always want to make it more. And then I'm like, oh, no. So with Horacio, he's never been like that to me. Like, he's always been just homie and like never. He's always been respectful and taking care of me as a friend. And just like, I don't know, I felt like safe around him. So I was like, okay, it is a girl boy pairing. Because if I could pick a ride or die, that's a girl. I would. I mean, I have a million girls that I could be like, okay, we could just kill this together. But since it was a guy, I was like, okay, I trust him. Like, he is amazing. He's very athletic, obviously. And we, like, know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And it just fit perfectly for us um, as writer dies. But it's definitely different than having, like, your brother there. You know, like Casey and Kenny. Yeah. So, but now you guys, you you get to the show and you guys aren't, go. you guys are told that you're going to go in the game. But then all of a sudden you're not going to go in the game. Or were you told that you were alternates? from the beginning. Oh, I literally was, <laughs> I was packed, had my makeup on, like everything ready. And they said, okay, be at the door in like two minutes. And okay. Okay. Like, sure. But we still couldn't open our doors because I don't know, they wanted whatever because COVID, but also I think they wanted to surprise some of us who was going to be there, but also like everyone already knew because we flew together, but whatever. Right. And so I was door, and all of a sudden I stopped hearing people in the hallway. And then I was like, what the hell? And I sit on my bed and then like 10 minutes goes by. So I like lay down and I fall asleep 
And then hours later, I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? And I still, no one was there. And the hallway was empty now. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got left behind. Wow. <laughs> this is, I was like, this is really happening. And then um, someone, a chaperone comes by later and says, okay, you know, a little change of plans. Blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if they knew until the last second that we were alternates or if they planned it and they just didn't want to tell me because they knew I wasn't going to come again because I was an alternate last time. So you guys are like getting ready to go to the house, leaving the hotel, getting ready to do like opening credits or, or yes. whatnot. And they're like, and, and, and everyone's ready. Cause I, I've been here. I, 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 I can see myself doing this, getting ready. They've had all you guys get ready um, to go do opening credits with like your, you know, your, your day one gown or your day one suit. And they're like, all right, be ready to go in two minutes. Yes. And then all of a sudden everyone's gone and you're still in your room and you think, but in the end, it's really, they're just like, hold on. We don't know what to do with you yet. Yeah. Basically. (laughs) <laughs> yeah basically because they're like oh my gosh I, I don't know I think maybe because I think with Love Island it's just like they don't really know where to put us because they're like okay are they actually going to be good for the show because like Big Brother it's like manipulation strategy survivors like I don't really know what survivors niches but you know they survive so I'm like what are they I think they think I'm gonna go on the show and just be like either suck at the suck at the challenges or I'm just gonna be causing you know drama with guys I don't know Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting uh, thing to bring into the the challenge picture, right? Because, like, they want that. They want uh, and they need some of that, like, Love Island-esque on the Mm -hmm. show, right? Like, I remember when watching the Challenge USA, like, you could completely tell the difference between the Love Island people and Big Brother Survivor. Like, they were just completely two different personalities you can the, the second they start talking on the screen it's just a different flair uh just just completely different so like you know I, i'm sure that they're looking for you to bring to for the love island people to bring some of that flair uh to the show but i don't think they ever know exactly what they're gonna get um, right you know like you know you, you say that the manipulating and backstabbing like there's they're they're you know the challenges are doing all that too like um but uh you know the 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 fact that you're coming into the game uh two brand new rookies um it is i think is enough for you know for us to be like to to accept who you are uh coming into the game like like we're, like we're every season we're like looking for these standout players like you guys have survived four, five, six weeks now. Um, you guys have been kind of put through the ringer. You guys have right. been battle tested. Um, you guys are politicking. Um, I'm interested to hear about like how, how you, how you and Horacio are conducting 
your, your balance right now. Cause you guys get like a day off, but it's been six weeks, right? Like you guys right. basically have been put in the fire, either been in the draw or been into elimination or your name's been, uh, your name's been in the mix. Like it wasn't until Nelson, uh, finally wins. You guys put this plan together. You guys are still in the draw and, uh, you come up with the plan to save yourselves. But then this week, now you guys are out for good. Or you guys are finally out. Um, how how do you how are you guys playing the game right now as far as you know staying out of it? Who are you teaming up with? Who's like definitely coming after you next? If you, right. Yeah. Um so let me know if I am breaking up. I don't know what's going on with the service. It's a little choppy. You're good. Uh, I'm looking okay, for your uh, gameplay right now. Looking for yes. all your gameplay. Yes. Basically, I mean, I kind of went in with the mindset like we're rookies. We're going to be thrown in regardless. I rather stay true to who I am, make relationships that are genuine and kind of get to we like and who I do. Um, and then I, I guess I kind of went into it as like a long gameplay because I was like, I'm going to be thrown in at least halfway through the season if I make it that far. And everything after that, I think maybe if I have the right relationships can be more like even balanced. So I kind of just took it to the chin. I was just like, okay, listen, if we're, if we win challenges, we're not going to go in. And if not, we have to just be prepared to fight every single week. And I know that isn't ideal, but at this point, there was no talking anyone out of not putting us in because why would they, even now, like the show's over and me connecting with people now and befriending people. There's no way I would put them in over a someone if I was on the next season. Um, there's no way I would put like one of my friends over someone I just met. So I get it, you know? So I'm like, we're going to be thrown in anyways. Let's just take it to the chin. Let's just stay ready. And if anything, it's going to be our stage where we can show what we're made of. And like, that's all we can do. Now, um, let me ask you yeah. this. Cause you mentioned like, you know, not knowing how the love Island players are going to fit into the game socially, politically, et cetera. What I think has allowed you and Horacio to shine this season in addition to, of course, yes, you canoodling with Nelson, you know, Horacio canoodling with the laurels of the world, is the fact that you've had your backs up against the wall, you've had your chance to prove yourselves on the elimination floor, and you've done really good in the daily challenges to, to the point where TJ Lavin is sitting there drooling, watching you guys succeed. So to me, that's something we rarely see from rookies. We, we rarely see rookies you know, get to use that adversity as a chance to show off their skills. Um, we had you know Johnny and Raven, who very early, episode one, get that big daily win, but here they are, boom, early exit, and are we going to remember that 20 episodes into the season maybe not whereas you guys i think have had ample time to shine talk about being able to use that um and not getting into your own heads and being able to obviously turn a negative into a positive because that's in addition to your great personalities i think why you guys have stood out because the hardest thing for rookies to do when it comes to pleasing the challenge maniacs is showing that you belong there competition wise yeah totally i mean honestly one of the things that i was like a little nervous about too was like even talking to like a guy on the show because I never wanted to look like I was being carried through. I always wanted to earn my own stripes myself. And like, I know, you know, I have a stereotype, I guess from, well, it's kind of breaking now, which I'm loving, but I was known as, you know, maybe a girly girl that doesn't know what she's doing. That is like aloof. And I think that I'm just like proving I, I needed this. I needed the, the basically backs against the wall to prove myself that 
prove to myself, but also to prove to other people that I'm not just like, you know, this innocent little, like, I guess, floozy. So I'm like, it's cool um, to step out there and be like, okay, like if you guys underestimate me, here you go. Like, let me show you what I'm made of. And I think it also gives me more, um, okay, I'm not scared now to get my hands dirty. I'm not scared to, I mean, I'll be scared of heights forever, but I'll do it, you know? So it's like, I'm just, I needed all this to overcome like my self-doubt and fears, um, even though it sucked because like nothing's worse than getting put into elimination early in the game when you haven't, you know, really been, but luckily we have come out, you know, on the other side so far this much. And so, I mean, I think that it's just come, like you were saying, you know, how do we get through it? I think we just like, we just fight <laughs> and we're like, whatever's meant to be will be. Um, is it, is it safe to say that, uh, you and Horacio, Jane, Michelle, Nelson and Narice are all in an alliance? Like, is it safe to say like, that's, that's the direction? Cause like, look, yeah, you, you guys being rookies, like it's, it's going to be hard to navigate the game, right? Like that you, Mm -hmm. you guys are, you guys are at this point going to be probably and like I, I could be completely wrong but all of these teams are going to look at you guys as like oh well we can put them into the the draw if we if we win like they, right like, they, they, like is that are you guys thinking that that's going to be the case every time unless Jane and Michelle win unless Nelson and Nuris win or do you guys have are you playing the game a little bit deeper with not just those people so no, honestly, like, like I said, I really didn't want to. And Horacio is zero when it comes to politicking. He does not want to do it. He doesn't try. He stays in the corner and plays with a soccer ball and he shows up to the challenges. That's his role. So it's kind of me. Like you heard Nelson talk in the episode, like Olivia runs that team. And although I don't necessarily agree with that, I agree with it in the political way because I was the one that was making, I like making friends, honestly. I was the one making friends with everyone. And that's why so far you guys haven't seen us be direct vote, you know, because I still have people in the house that are like, mm, we, we kind of want to keep them around because also the house gets boring without fun people, you know? So we never were direct vote, but yes, if Jay and Michelle and Nelson and Reese don't win, we're going to be, well, even if they do, we, you know, it's like, we still have, listen, we are kind of just preparing to be in the draw every single week if we don't win. That's kind of what it comes down to. But yes, I do know that Jay and Michelle and Nelson and Reese had her back as much as they could. Um, so we have this uh, argument uh, between Devin and, uh, and Michelle in the middle mm-hmm. of the night. Uh, they're trying to kind of, uh, Devin's trying to get this information uh, from Michelle, trying to get her to kind of throw Amber under the bus and, and, and saying, that you know, she called him a snake, and she's not she's not biting into it. She's not feeding into it. Was there more to that that late night argument than uh, than what we saw, or was it really just about you know Amber n- not really calling him a snake, but it, it making it seem like it? Uh, I mean, because I wasn't really playing the game in like a political way at this point, because there was no point to, I was just enjoying my time. I kind of stayed out of a lot of it, but I did, you know, I, what I saw 
um, wasn't as serious as it looked on TV to me. But then, I mean, I guess I wasn't really getting the tea from Amber because why would she tell me, you know, I, I guess Amber trusts Michelle, right? And Michelle and Amber are close. So they're going to talk about things regardless, um, whether it's for their game or not, because they're just close friends. And I don't know where the information got slipped to Devin. I don't know who told him because I really felt like it should have just been kept between Amber and Michelle, if it was said, but I do know that, you know, Amber definitely was not a Devin fan in the game at least. And I definitely know Devin's not an Amber fan. So I don't know why there was even a fight in the first place because it's like, no, I don't want to say anything too like offensive to anyone, but I don't think anyone thought of Amber as a threat anyway. So I don't know why a fight had to happen. Like if she's going around the whole house saying Devin's a snake, it's like, tell us something that we you know, don't know. Not that I don't really think he's a snake, to be honest with you. I have a different relationship with him, but it's like, it's coming from Amber. Who cares? If it was someone that, you know, he was rivaling with, I guess maybe he should have acted up on it, but it was just like, we were drinking a lot. This is like six weeks in, like you said, like everyone's starting to lose their minds. We're like, you know, coming home from the clubs, like it's never going to end well. Yeah. It seemed like a pointless drunken conversation. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and- Michelle was so innocent in it to be honest like I don't know if you guys like she really didn't say anything if anything she was just trying to protect Amber because she knows I think that Devin's bold and he'll march into her room and be like this is what I'm hearing and she doesn't want to be in the middle of that either so it was just like I said just drinking too much honestly um what do you think of Devin's gameplay with Tori at this point um do you think that is Devin playing like this sneaky game or is he just, is he just kind of, you know, being smart? Is it sneaky or is it smart? I think it's smart. I think it's exactly how the game's supposed to be played. Like no one knows what he's doing. Like he's obviously, you know, maneuvering himself further to the final and that's the goal, isn't it? Like, I mean, we don't have to like every single move people make. Otherwise we can't all make it to the final. So it's like, we can't all agree on if moves are right or wrong. I mean, obviously, if they're not going to serve your team, they're wrong for your team. But I don't think he did anything. I don't think he backstabbed anyone. And I don't think he did anything wrong other than just like promise everyone in the house that he was going to save him if he won. But I don't think he even had an intention to win a challenge. So like, he never had to take that responsibility on. Go ahead, Scott. I know you want to take that next question. Are they really not? Are they really not trying to win these challenges? Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, like, we've, like so much has been said about this. Oh, that, I know. Like, yeah, I mean, to me, it pisses uh, me off. Yeah, I, I here's what I say is like because you are trying to win the challenges. Yes, I'm like I'm over here busting my ass, and for people to say we're not trying, it's literally that's a lie. I think it's I think mm. it's a lie. Well, <laughs> I I do I do believe that John. Here's what I'll say. Right, I think if Johnny Bananas is sitting over there and he knows I'm not coming in last and he might come in second. He might come in third, but he might come in first if he turns on the fifth gear, but he sees that if he doesn't do that, the team that's going to win is a team that's probably not going to, you know, throw him in right away. Right. He might yeah. yeah throw it to them. So he doesn't have to, to, to do that, but it's not as simple as people are throwing challenges left and right, or people aren't trying at all. I do think it would be better if, say, the last place team was automatically one of the four, maybe not automatically one of the teams to go in, but automatically one of the four or something like that, something of that nature. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I do think that having no stakes for coming in last probably allows people to, you know, maybe stay in third or fourth gear instead of going, yeah. to, you know, but I will say that it's, it's not as I, I think it's a little bit of revisionist history now to sit back, probably knowing that he doesn't win many of these to say it's because I wasn't trying to win at all because having that immunity is pretty damn fun to have, you know? Well, yeah. And also if you like look back, like Johnny and Nani did win a challenge. So like, why are they scared to win again? I don't, I don't understand that, but I would say that I would say that people maybe weren't throwing, they weren't throwing them. They weren't throwing them. Like I was like, I was there and like, I obviously am not paying attention to everyone. I'm in my own world when I'm competing, but people tried, but I get what you're saying. Like definitely if maybe one of their friends is winning more than them, they'll be like, cool. They got it. Cause they have my back, you know? So, I mean, I think that like, this is when alliances are important. Like even that barrel challenge, which was so hard carrying those barrels um we saw that johnny was ahead of us and we were kind of like i mean i was definitely dying i was gassed but i was like okay well at least if johnny wins and beats fessy's team at least i'm gonna be safe so i was kind of like okay like obviously that wasn't being we weren't throwing it but we were like we had some cushion with it um but i don't know i mean is johnny trying to throw challenges maybe i don't know i mean i was trying every challenge i was busting my ass i think there comes a point where you, you kind of do what you just what you just said. You're like, well, if if my you know alliance member wins, I'll probably stay out of the I'll probably stay out of the draw. So it does like I, I don't have to try any harder. But then right. if you're like, oh shit, that person, those that team, those two teams up there are gonna throw me in if I if one of us doesn't win. So it kind right. of bump, it kind of bumps, it kind of bumps up the anxiety level into trying to win. But if you don't have to win because one of your alliance members is is going to win, then I I, I get it. Then it's like, all right, um, you know. But I, I I I just I feel like in hindsight you can say I'm not trying to win uh, when uh, when it didn't matter if you were going to win anyway, right? Like. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but, but his point is, is, is correct. If you win, <laughs> you put eight targets on your back. I think he said you put four targets on your back, but it's really eight because right. your partner is playing a different game. Maybe not your partner because he's just kicking soccer balls around, but <laughs> everyone else's partner, like Devin's partner, Tori, she's playing a different game than Devin. Mm-hmm. She's playing with the vets, right? Devin is trying to play with, the winning teams, Jay, right. Nelson, uh, probably you and Horacio in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, so um, it, it, it sometimes it matters, sometimes it doesn't. But what I wanted to clarify here um, is this, this, this balance of the house right now. Um, the yes. way I see it from an outsider looking in, you kind of have, you have your vet alliance basically now with Chauncey and Amber, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I still, I'm still not 100% sure where Fessy and Mariah lie, lay. Um, right. I'm not 100% sure where Devin and Tori lay, but I can't say that the from my point of view, the house is clearly divided. Like the, the line has clearly been drawn. There's two sides with a couple of floaters, which would just mean that. If there's two major alliances, somebody on the other side is 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 get, is going to get put in. Correct me if I'm wrong. It, 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 with these alliances that I have I have uh, jotted down here, so it would be jo- Johnny and Nani, 
mm-hmm. Jordan and Anissa. Probably by proxy now, Chauncey and Amber joins that team. Also with Casey and Kenny. And then the floaters are, are Fessy and Mariah, Devin and Tori. But then on the other side, you have four teams. Jay and Michelle, Nelson and Nuris, Horacio and Olivia, maybe Devin and Tori. Am I wrong with this assessment? I don't know where Fessy and Mariah stand. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's close. Fix me. So, Fix me. Yeah. So Amber Fix and Chauncey. Yes. Yeah. Amber and Chauncey, they're definitely were working with Jay and Michelle. So they're, they're on the Jay and Michelle, like, you know, mm. us side, but, but honestly, no one really cared to work with them or not because they weren't winning. They were like the last place on every single challenge. No offense. Like, it's just what it is, you know? So they weren't really even a second thought. I would say that Devin and Tori, yeah, maybe I think Devin and Tori put themselves in a really good position this season because they both did understand that they could both play their own game because at the end of the day, they got, they all only thing they have to do is come back to each other. And they'll just duel it out, which which side they want to, you know, pick at the end of the day if they had to win. But, like, they played a really good game so far, so. Where does Fessy and Mariah? Okay, I don't even know. Like, I, I want to say they're worth the best, but, like, I don't know. There was a weird shift, I remember, in the house. Like, because remember they threw us all in, and that's when – you know, we got blindsided by Tommy and Annalise and it was weird because they didn't really show my friendship with Mariah, but me and Mariah were really close. We were roommates and it was like, we, me and her were running around the house every minute together. So when she threw me in, I was like a little upset. And then when I heard that her and Fessy talked to Tommy and Annalise to basically like lie to us and throw us in because they wanted one of the strong rookie teams to go home. I was like, damn okay all bets are off like she you know they're not riding with the rookies at all if anything like I don't trust them at all um but then I don't know they start I mean you don't really see them in episodes too much they're like kind of quiet right now they're waiting I think for their moment to have to pick a side you know yep yep so they're just chilling they're in their own world they're like you know on vacation (laughs) Now we uh we obviously you know Laurel and Jacker are no longer in the game. But yeah. How, how did you feel? Did did you enjoy seeing uh, your partner Horacio? Um, you know, uh, fraternizing with uh with Laurel and and how did you feel it benefited or hindered your game for as long as that did last at all? Yeah, I mean, me and Laurel actually connected on the airplane on the way to Argentina, and so me and her were really close, and so I loved her, and I was like, cool, like this is perfect. At least it's someone I like, like, and you know, from at this point, trust. I know Horacio is really shy and he's not like a player at all. Like, I don't like, he doesn't have any game respectfully. So I was like, Oh my gosh. Yay. Like I was, I was all for it. I was like, yes, I'm definitely happy that Horacio and Laurel had their connection because I think it helped him feel more comfortable in the game because he's not, like outgoing like me or you know he's really quiet so it's never fun to be like super alone in the house so it was cool that he connected with her um you know to have someone he could talk to and confide in 
Now, so the rumors are so 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 walk us through because obviously Laurel no longer in the game. Um, and the show is always guilty of maybe looking things look a bit more salacious than they actually are, obviously for intrigue purposes, but also to kind of you know have us as the audience wondering will they won't they, etc. Um you know, we, we see right before they leave the game, her finding out that he does apparently have a lady friend at home. Um, we heard rumors there was also a bit of a Michelle aspect to this whole thing. How much, in your opinion, based on having seen the show, is overblown? And how much was, like, in the house, like, oh, no, like, you know, these two have a little thing going on, whether it be him and Laurel, him and Michelle, him and his lady at home, whatever. How much is kind of, you know, being more of it being made for the narrative of the of the show and how much was, was legit palpable in the house? I would say, actually, in person, in the house, everything is way more intense, in my opinion. I feel like it's actually, like, not really shown on TV as much as it was. Um, I know that Horacio and Laurel had a really close connection. I think that she obviously was more comfortable expressing how she felt and he didn't express how he felt. I know he was talking to a girl at home, but she was not his girlfriend. And I like am defending him because I'm like, he's not a player. Like, I think he was talking to a girl at home and he respects girls so much that he's like, I want to tell the girl at home like that we're done before I move on to someone else. Um, but yeah, Laurel left and then yeah, Michelle and him were flirting here and there. Um, and mostly at the bars, like, you know, she gets a little wine drunk and she's flirting with everyone flirts at him. Honestly, Rossi doesn't really flirt back. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned him not having game and like to the average viewer, it's like, well, he seems to do pretty well either way. So it's basically, right. do, you, do you think the lack of game comes from a place where he, he almost doesn't need it? He can just sit back and uh, and and let the the ladies come to him? Ex- explain this, because to someone watching, be like, looks like he's got some pretty good game. Right? No, I think he's just honestly a good, like, guy. Like, I have not met someone like him probably ever. No, yeah, maybe ever, but he's just a really good, like, values. He doesn't use women. He doesn't hook up with girls. I mean, I'm not going to speak too much on his, you know, (laughs) romantic life, but like, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't just do like one night stands and like, he's not like that. So, um, yeah, maybe need it or he doesn't care to like attract those kind of girls. Um, let's talk about Anissa. So Anissa was just like r- raving about you. Uh, what, like was like, can you please invite her to Philly? Which of course got to give her full credit to that. Anissa will also be in Philly. That's where she lives, of course, uh, on Saturday, February the 25th, Helium Comedy Club. Um, but she could not stop talking about you and how you guys hit it off. We haven't gotten uh, even a little bit of a glimpse of that yet on the show. Um, I don't know if there's something that we're going to see or whatnot. Talk about your relationship with Anissa, where that started and how you guys connected. Yeah. So, um, she came to the house late. So I was still trying to make everyone cause I, I came in the house late as well. So I was trying to still meet everyone and she comes in and she has a big personality and she like, I think the first thing she said to me was like, wow, look at you with your, your fake boobs and your fake hair and your fake lips. I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, we're really just jumping off to this. Okay. Let's fucking go. And then, um, and I think I like said something funny back. Cause like, I don't get offended. Cause I don't, I mean, I don't give, I don't really care. And I, I, I wouldn't do the things in my life if I cared, you know what I mean? I do things for myself. So I was like, I was like, yeah. And what about it? Or something like that. And I kind of sassed back and I like made a joke of it. 
And she's like, oh shit, I like you. And I was like, girl, duh. And then we kind of just like started from me being like very, I don't know, skeptical of her to starting to like have fire pit talks and going out drinking together. And then me and her would end up just like running around the house, like late at night, making like seeing who's awake in the house. Cause like, I just don't sleep. So I was awake till like four or 5 AM. She'd run around the house with me. Um, and yeah, I mean, we just got really close. We talked about like things outside the game and she was someone I could really talk to. And I felt like actually like cared to get to know me and see me for like actually who I am. And I really liked that and appreciated it at the time because I felt, you know, kind of alone in the game because my partner, you know, off kicking a soccer ball, I didn't have that. Like, like Tori and Devin's relationship is so awesome because they talk about everything and they're best friends, like in the way of like, they're both, I don't know. They both are similar personalities, goofy. And me and Rossi, even though we're close, we're just so different. So it was hard to like sometimes go to him and have him understand what I was going through. So it was nice to have someone like Anissa in the house that I could go to and yeah, just be myself and forget about the game for a while. Uh, I'm going to throw these teams at some of these team names at you. And uh, I, I want to know how, how your relationship is with them and going forward. Are, are you in fear of them putting you in or something along those lines? Um, okay. Like, you know, positive or negative vibes from these teams. Cause I'm just curious, like you're like, it's, it is hard to fit in. Just like you said, it's hard, like being a rookie, like it's hard to play a game, not thinking that everybody's coming at you and that every relationship that you have and every conversation you have in the house with them is fake because yeah. if you're playing a game where you are probably at the bottom of the list, unless you've done somebody a favor. Like I remember right. when, when Darrell and Veronica came in, I believe that you picked to you guys picked to save them. I think I'm correct with that. And mm -hmm. right, right there, they were like, "No, I owe these. I owe this team." Now, the, the fast forward to to yesterday, they 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 kind of picked your side. They kind yeah. of picked the rookie, the you know the 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 newer people's pairs. To kind of side with they, you, we see this conversation between Darrell and Johnny. Darrell is not giving him any information that is substantial and helping their alliance grow and get bigger. It's kind of like I feel was severed the moment you guys helped them out in the draw, and that was you guys trying to um, put out an olive branch into saying, you know, can we work together? And I think that they respected that. So you know, going forward, I'm just curious to see like how you, how you guys stand with some of these teams. Um, because, you know, we see that you're, you're with, with the newer people, but, um, like if, if, for example, Johnny Nani, are you guys a direct hit for them to go into, into the draw if they win? Right. Um, do you want me to answer this? You said? Yeah, sure. We can start off yeah. with Johnny and Nani. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I definitely know we're gonna be voted in the um the dagger or the like whatever the what is it called the dagger the draw, pool the draw the draw <laughs> I was dagger pool right there um yeah I know that we're gonna be voted in the draw but um they were kind of I guess it's hard because Nani obviously is connected to Casey and then Casey's connected so it's like a lot of vets but they were kind of honestly in their own world a little bit too. And I think their main goal was just have Nani get her first win. So that 
that didn't mean they were going to go against the rookies. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do know that me and Johnny actually became like um, pretty good friends in the house. So he was, I don't feel like we would ever be main vote, but yeah, we would definitely be in the draw. Okay. Uh, and we, we know you said a lot of nice things, uh, hit it off with the Nisa pretty well. How about Jordan? Yeah. yeah me and Jordan, um, became really good friends as well. And we were actually, um, I don't know if they showed this or not, but we did have some conversations about working together. Okay. Uh, Jay and Michelle. Yeah. Safe. Okay. Um, Nelson and Nuris. Well, now is that, is, is that your main, is that your main alliance right there? Nelson and Nuris. No. no. Okay. Um, let me ask a Nelson question real quick. Um, <laughs> Sorry, and I'll try, I'll off. try to keep it vague. So we had Nelson on the podcast recently and yeah. Nelson is, you know, again, he's somebody he's, he's, he matures every single day, uh, com- comes on the podcast. He's speaking freely about almost everything and doing so very articulately and openly and candidly. And then when it got to you, um, he basically, you know, threw up a no comment, pled the fifth, um, is this something that it's just kind of, hey, hold it, hold it for now. We're going to find out on the show uh, later on. We'll get a little bit of a glimpse into why he feels this way. Or um, is there anything you can share with us if it's not something we're sort of sort of waiting with bated breath to have analyzed for us on screen? Can you, by chance, let us know why um, what seemingly started off as a positive thing is something that now he doesn't want to talk about it? And feel free to plead the fifth as well. I'll give you that opportunity if you'd like. But um, if there's anything you'd care to add, uh, would love to get your your two cents on that. Yeah, I mean, I do appreciate him respecting me and saying, you know, comment. I am not going to speak too much on it, but uh, like on him, but I'll speak on me because I mean, it's my experience. Um, yeah, no, the house, everything's fine. It was after the show. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about this at the reunion. I don't know. I don't know what he's comfortable talking about, but I'll just leave it at. I just didn't want a relationship or anything. And he is, you know, he had real feelings for me. and. I think not that mine were not real, but, um, I was honestly just having fun. I wanted to have fun and yeah, basically we were just on two different pages and, uh, uh, I'm like, how much do I say? I could say so much. Um, but I basically just, I, I wanted to friend zone it and he did not. That's what we'll go with. Damn. Um, okay. And this went, when, when chronologically was this? This was, well, I, it's hard because, God, I can't really say too much to be honest because it's you know I can't give too many timelines. But is it during um, the is it during the show? the show? She said after oh. the show. She said after. Yeah, the it show. Was, oh, yeah, okay. It was, yeah, yeah, it was after the show. Um, yeah, it was after the show. Uh, like I said, I'll speak more about it too. I like when everything's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so as far as, so, um, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, without having to, to say too much about it, it, it's something that happened after the show. You wanted to quote unquote friend zone it. Um, he did not want to. Um, okay. Well, maybe that, maybe we can hear more from you uh, after the season runs a court runs its course or when you do want to speak uh, on it. So we'll see her in Philly. Yeah. Yes. Maybe, yeah. Maybe by Philly, there's uh, more questions yeah. to be asked and answered. Um, exactly. What about Cha- what about Chauncey and Amber? Because it seems like uh, we'll see how this plays out uh, this week and going forward. But have they maybe replaced you as the sort of like 
young team that, you know, yes, uh, might be good to put in to get them out, but also, hey, maybe they could also take out some heavy hitters along the way because that was kind of you early on where it's kind of like, you know, it's a it's a win-win. Either we get rid of Horacio and Olivia or Olivia and Horacio get rid of another strong team. Now it looks like Amber and Chauncey could be filling that void. Um, from where you sit, do you see that as kind of a, a similar uh, trajectory for them? And do, do you welcome it? Because it means maybe less vote-ins for you guys. Yeah, um, I would not say that they're going in to take people out. No one saw them as a threat. Um, and this is just, you know, this is all facts. You know what I'm saying? It's no shade. Honestly, I'll say a good thing. Uh, Amber and Chauncey's relationship is goals. They're in love with each other. They're so supportive. They were amazing for ride or dies. But I don't know if the season was for them. Um, they definitely are being used as someone that they're, they can get mad, but it's like, what are you going to do about it? You're not winning, so you're not going to throw us in. So I think definitely they took a little heat off of us. Um, but I don't think they're getting thrown in as thinking like that they're a threat that, you know, I don't think people care if they stayed around. Let me ask you, how, how familiar, because we normally ask people this question earlier, but I want to get to it now because I have a follow-up about Amber and how she's sort of perceived, not just by you, but by everyone there. So how familiar with were you with challenge history, the people you were playing with, you know, sort of the amount of championships they had won, their sort of legacy, their place in the game? Was that something, had you followed the show? Did you do a crash course? Okay, it's horrible. No, I didn't. I, like I said, didn't watch TV growing up and I didn't have cable. I like grew up in the sticks. So like, I didn't really know what it was. Obviously, when I got um, Casper, the USA one, I was like, oh, my God, I have to watch some of this. So I did watch a couple seasons leading up to the, um, you know, MTV version. So I caught up on it. But honestly, now I'm watching it and I'm like, I'm so happy I did not watch it because I got to make my own judgment of people. Now. Yes. Yeah. No, that element can be good, especially it's like you're like, it shouldn't matter to you who or what Johnny bananas was or Anissa was on another season. It should matter who they are to you, given the construct of this season and how they are to you and how you vibe with them, etc. cetera. Um, but my question about Amber, because she's a recent winner of the show who, in my opinion, does not get treated as such. Now, granted, she won a season where you kind of had mix and match partners along the way. She partnered up with C who's this legendary cast member who had just uh this was his first of two in a row second of three out of four however many see the guy is just a winner and a lot of people maybe credit him more with the win than they do amber and it sounds like i mean she's partnered with chauncey here um you know her and chauncey as you mentioned are in lockstep their couples goals etc chauncey seems like a good athlete in his own right you would think that they collectively and amber especially would be more respected being a, a recent champ with someone who she gets along well with, who looks like he can do the damn thing himself. Why do you think that is? Um, do people, in your opinion, view Amber as sort of, you know, not, not a, a champion the same way they view maybe uh, a Casey or uh, I don't forget who else is there on the female end as a champion, uh, a Laurel, someone like that? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think she does not get credit. Um, but I also think, that there's like an aura about someone and like you almost have to like I don't know like kind of demand respect I guess like and I think that she is just a soft-hearted person at the end of the day and she like I don't know she's kind of like 
I don't think she really cares what people think about her. So she doesn't have to fight for that title. She's like, I don't care. I got my bag and now, you know, I'm chilling. I'm cashed out. But yeah, I mean, there is something though about it. I don't know. And everyone talks about it. I don't really know. I didn't watch her season. So I don't know how, like to me, she won. Right. But, but people definitely talk about the way she won and who she won with. And, you know, I think that people really respect people that have gone through it. And I think that's why even like out of the people that I've played with, they respect me so much, almost, I wouldn't say maybe more than Amber, but they, they, I see that I've been drugged through the mud and I don't know if Amber, like I said, I didn't watch the season. So it's hard for me to speak on, but I don't know, maybe she just didn't like pay her dues as much as they would have wanted her to as a rookie. Yeah, she ended up going into elimination <laughs> twice that season uh, against uh, smaller, smaller girls, to say the least. Um, uh-huh. uh, but but that being said, I think that the word you hear getting thrown around with her, a lot of people who play with her call her fake. Um she came on our podcast once. She was great. We found her to be a delight. She was, as you said, very, you know, we, we, I don't want to use the word emotional in a negative way, but you know, she did break down when talking about a couple of things about her experience and things like that. And for whatever reason, it does seem like people who play with her do get a, a sour taste in their mouth about her, her kind of overall vibe. I, I wonder now, do you think playing with someone like Chauncey here is a gift and a curse in that he provides a security blanket for her where she doesn't need to branch out and maybe be as authentic or, or, or branch out there to, to make the relationships with other people because she feels like she has her person with her. Um, and do you feel like you get that quote unquote fake vibe from her as well? Because to me, it's like such a hard thing to articulate. We're watching this, all these moments that where you guys probably establish, oh, she's fake, are probably little moments that get cut out of the show where she says one thing to one person and another thing to another person where they don't have enough time to show us all of those moments. Is that a word that you feel accurately describes her? And why do you think people keep going back to it? Um, I mean, I do think that Chauncey was like a good thing for her this season. Um, honestly, her and Chauncey kind of just stayed in their room the whole season. and didn't really even make effort to branch out. But I also feel like, you know, she's tried to do that before and she gets hate for it anyway. So it's like, I get it. It's like, well, then if you guys already hate me, I'm not going to try to be friends with you. Um, But what people say when they say fake, I think that she plays the game very differently than everyone else. Um, I think a lot of us, we we all want to cry all the time. We're like, this is a lot, but we all hold it in and get our shit together. And we're like, okay, let's fucking go. And we use it as fuel. Whereas maybe hers is seen more as a weakness, but like, who cares? I mean, I don't know. It's like, why is everyone so pressed about it? But I do know that she, you know, tries because she's not feared. She plays more with feelings. So she'll try to talk to people and get like their deepest, darkest secrets. And sometimes, you know, when someone feels so comfortable talking to her and spewing everything, it's a little dangerous because not that she has done this so far this season, but people can take your weaknesses and turn it right around and use it against you. So maybe that's what they're talking about. Um, I would say manipulative, Um, not with me necessarily, at least thus far in the game, but she can, you know, kind of like for instance this is one example that i've seen she'll go up to someone and say a compliment but then she'll literally go and say the exact same detailed compliment to someone else and it's like are you just trying to like you know kiss everyone's ass like that's kind of what it comes off as 
Interesting. Yeah. And you, you, you get why compliments don't necessarily make me <laughs> it when we've got all this other exciting stuff to share. All right, Olivia, we'll let you go. Um, Derek, you got anything else before we let her go? Obviously we hope this is a long and illustrious season for you guys. So we can hopefully have you on again. And as we yeah. mentioned on the 25th in Philly, we'll get to recap some more with you, but Derek, you got anything else for, uh, before we let her go? Uh, how have the uh, challenge fans received you? Oh my God. It's insane. I'm like, so grateful. Like, because it could go one or two ways, let's be honest. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm so blessed, honestly, and lucky. And I'm having a great time, honestly. I can't wait for you guys to keep watching. It's crazy. Yeah, no, that's all I got. Um, Love it. Th- yeah, thanks so much for popping in. And um, good luck the rest of the season. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I'll see you all in Philly. Rookie of the Year candidates. Early Rookie yes, of the Year candidates, Scott. <laughs> Maybe. Yes, definitely. Maybe. And, and I will Maybe. say, Olivia, to go back to what Derek said about the Challenge Maniacs and how you've been received, I think there are two ways. There's three ways, obviously, to quote-unquote ace your rookie season. One is obviously you don't get eliminated. You keep it going. You have a chance to win that money. Two is obviously you impress the Challenge Gods, is what we call the producers, to where they want to bring you back. But also you win over this fan base, which as you know can be very fickle and can be very judgmental. And thus far, even from afar, I can tell that you have been very well received so far, which is, they are a very hard crew to please, uh, especially yeah. when it comes to the rookies. And everyone knows that when a rookie's in the game, not only are they a new face that you have to get to know, people kind of spitefully feel like you took a spot from someone that maybe they grew up watching and idolizing. So you, I think, have already won your way out of that doghouse. So everyone, I think, uh, appreciates you on the show already. And I think you already have a lot of people rooting for you, which is not something you can say about a lot of fresh faces in the game. So. Um, thank you so much for your time and wake it up uh, relatively early with us today. No, you're good. I know I went out with the girls. Actually, Norris is in town and uh, two of my girls from Love Island. So we went out last night and I woke up this morning and my voice was crazy. And I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And you were at the Cardinals game this weekend, right? Yeah. The Cardinals game. Yep. Yeah, well, good. You must be good luck because uh, I don't know if they—I forget if they won or not—but I can tell you that Mr. Kyler Murray had quite the day for my fantasy team, and that's all I really care about when it comes to the Cardinals. So there we go. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Thank Thanks you, Olivia. You. We'll talk soon. Bye. All right, there she is, D. Olivia Kaiser. Really appreciate her coming on the podcast. Hopefully the first of many appearances. We know the first of at least two because she will be joining us, as we said, on stage. Helium Comedy Club already sold out meet and greet. GA still available, but a lot of GA tickets already gone. Philly, you're really showing out. Philly, by the way, just by this turnout so far alone, guaranteeing at least one or two things in Philly every year. I'll tell you that right now. But uh, Olivia also guaranteeing a couple spots on the podcast a year because great guest. Love how she thinks about every question and then delivers a great answer every time. What'd you think? Yeah, I'm excited to get silly in Philly, Scott, um, because I, I, I get the feeling like Philadelphia is just going to be absolutely bonkers. I've already we were already there's already a few surprise guests looming in the air that uh, we probably won't announce that I think are going to be big hits when you see them. Definitely friends of the family. Um, uh, so um, but yeah, as far as Olivia goes, man. Um, you know, I, I'm curious to see if she's going to be a mainstay. You know, I wonder if, uh, you know, obviously she's uh, will have the Love Island stigma. But as we've seen on Challenge USA, like the Love Island girls are pretty good. They kind of know how to carry themselves. They know how to play the game. 
And, uh, you know, Olivia has been battle tested early. She's got a pretty good partner. Um, you know, we'll see how far they go again. I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to look at this Emmy Olivia comparison by the end of the game. All right. Cause she's already got, you know, probably around the same time. Now they've probably both been into eliminations. I'm curious to see how many, they, because you know, these two rookies are, are, are freaking damn near, uh, uh, you know, chopped meat ready to put on the freaking grill. Right. Like at some point they're, they're, they're just going to be back in there. So, you know, I wonder how many times they can fight their way out of it. I wonder how many times they're going to go in there. Um, and I wonder if Horacio is going to speak any more words. Yeah, well, I think, as you mentioned, uh, it'll be it'll be good to look back at the end of the season. We can look further into your Emmy comparison, which you've made many times over on the Ride Along podcast over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. But I think we'll really have to look back to see if she makes it five years on the show, because have you really made it if you don't last five years? But guess what? Challenge Mania just made it five years. We can't thank you guys enough. Appreciate you guys. Celebrate with us in Miami on the 17th of December. Tickets available at challengemania.live. Tickets also available for Vegas this Saturday, the 3rd of December. Also New York on the 4th of January. And then coming to Philly, sold out meet and greet, but GA tickets available. Olivia Kaiser will be there in addition to Mr. Mark Long, Anissa Ferreira. Also a couple special guests already confirmed. We're still working on some more. That's a Helium Comedy Club on Saturday, February. February 25th and uh yeah join us on zoom last weekend of december we're gonna announce the date soon exclusive to diesel level patrons and above you could also purchase a ticket a la carte email challenge mania podcast at gmail.com a belated happy thanksgiving to everybody and uh we'll see you later this week at the ride along podcast at patreon.com slash challenge mania happy anniversary d and uh we will talk soon give you the last word as always post those uh challenge mania moments all month long and uh we'll be reposting let's celebrate um till we get to miami and then one more time at the end of the month uh thank you to everyone that's gotten us five years scott appreciate you i think it'll all at some point sink in maybe this week when i'm looking through all my photos and looking all the way back from episode one with i think tony or was it i was episode one episode two was like tony and we was all it was all fizzled out um the uh, uh our, our audio was all fucked up um so uh i'm I, I, i'm gonna go down this rabbit hole here sometime this week and i think it'll all settle in but uh post those picks challenge mania moments uh Boom. Thank and you by the way years. shots uh just real quick movie that I, I i'm not even recommending this movie i'm just letting you know it's one of the craziest movies i've ever seen it's called bones and all uh make sure you know what you're getting into before you see it but it's the most unsettling movie i've ever seen Timothy Chalamet. It's about cannibals, D. It's about people who eat I, other people. I'm going to go uh, and see if I can talk uh, my in-laws in and uh, Nicole into watching it right now. Uh, I'm telling you, I would maybe save it for a, a home viewing of you and just a you. Personal? Because okay. A personal home viewing. But uh, so, uh, the uh, score done by Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails fame and Atticus Ross, uh, the uh, Oscar-winning duo of the uh, Social Network score as well as Soul. But also, uh, this is a Timothy Chalamet movie, but also, uh, I mean, it is gruesome. I mean, I, I just can't even tell. But I've never, I can't remember the last time I was affected by a movie like this. It made me feel weird in my core. Uh, very, very well-made movie, well-acted movie, but man holy shit is it fucked up so uh i watched uh where the where the craw daddy sing oh was, how how did they sing they 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 sung pretty good you sh- that's that's a pretty good one um uh, and then also i am watching this fifa world cup 
Have you been paying attention? I've been paying attention from afar. We were at the Dude Ranch this weekend doing some horseback riding, things like that. So I didn't get to see much of it, but I've been following the U.S. Big big game with U.S. and Iran tomorrow, I believe, is the deciding factor of our next round, I've been told, right? Yep, yep. So you got uh, Tuesday, USA and Iran. Probably if USA has to win that game and then they can move on to the Sweet 16. And then on Wednesday, it's Poland versus Argentina. Ooh. Um, and your old Poland, home versus your new home, and and uh, Argent Saudi Arabia beat Argentina, and Poland beat Saudi Arabia. So um, I think that if we, I probably either win or tie, I think Poland moves into the Sweet Sixteen. Also, Nostrovia. So, yes, what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm talking. So that's what I'm watching. Two p.m. By the way, days on Telemundo. I don't know if you read, but they're not serving beer at these games in Qatar, right? Uh, yeah. No alcohol, right? And yeah. it's funny, uh, just just news to me from Olivia Kaiser, soccer player extraordinaire Horacio wouldn't mind at all, right? Yeah. He'd be sitting back enjoying the World Cup same way he would uh, normally. Yeah, and and now you got the opposite effect happening with Nor, right? So Going Nor in Vegas way. now does drink, whereas yeah. before he was like Horacio, like, you know, kind of like, very respectful, respectable, respectable, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, aura to him, uh, got a badass background in, in, uh, Australian rules, soccer or football. I mean, so rugby basically. And then, you know, fast forward 15 years later and, uh, he's drinking and going to be in, uh, Las Vegas, uh, on December 3rd. So, uh, how the tides do turn. Um, Happy anniversary, brother. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, everybody. This one's for you guys, too. Happy anniversary. All right, guys. This ends your time here on Challenge Mania. Take care of yourselves, and hopefully we'll see you in the future. Philadelphia, February 25th. All right. Truth be told, I don't know if it's actually West Philadelphia. It might be. Anyway, we're coming back to Philly. That's right. Derek and myself are bringing Challenge Mania Live back to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for the second time. It's been a while. Thank you guys for your patience. I believe the last time we were there was October 2019, so it has been a minute. We are coming back on Saturday, February 25th to Helium Comedy Club for a 2 p.m. live show followed by a VIP meet and greet. And if you want to make sure you get those VIP tickets, well, we have a pre-sale that is starting this week on Wednesday, November the 16th, all diesel level Challenge Mania patrons and above will get their crack at tickets. Then on Thursday the 17th, all Challenge Mania patrons will have one day to pick up their tickets and whatever is left over will go on sale to everyone at challengemania.live where tickets will be on sale for the remainder of the time. Challengemania.live beginning at about 10 a.m. Eastern on Friday, November the 18th. But if you don't want to wait till then, go diesel to get your crack at tickets on Wednesday the 16th or sign up at any level, including just $1 for 
to get your tickets beginning on November the 17th. All you got to do is head to patreon.com slash challenge mania. That's the best way to ensure that you get those VIP meet and greet tickets or if you want those premium VIP tickets that come with the first two rows of seating for the show and you get to line up first for that meet and greet. Once again, guys, this is Challenge Mania Philly 2 on Saturday, February the 25th. Special guests will be announced as we get into the new year. You guys showed out in October 2019. We're going to make sure we return the favor. So stay tuned for guests. But for now, tickets are on sale this week for Diesel's on the 16th, all patrons on the 17th, and for everybody else at ChallengeMania.live on Friday, November the 18th. See you guys in Philly at Helium on Saturday, February the 25th. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today.